Hello, and welcome to the PBPA podcast. I am Sarisha Gunta, and thank you for joining us to talk about the role of a nonprofit board during COVID-19. Before I introduce today's guest, I'd like to tell you a bit about the Pro Bono Partnership of Atlanta. PBPA strengthens our community by engaging volunteer attorneys to provide nonprofits with free business legal services. For more information on who is eligible to be a client or to apply for consideration, visit our website. Our website also has resources like articles and webcasts specific to Georgia nonprofits and their business legal concerns. Check it out, pbpatl.org. And a quick disclaimer, this podcast is general advice, not specific legal counsel. So please contact your attorney for guidance on your specific questions. And now I'd like to introduce you to our guest who is no stranger to most of our listeners, Rachel Spears, the Executive Director of Pro Bono Partnership of Atlanta. Thank you, Rachel, for joining us for this conversation today. Risha. So Rachel, you serve a dual role as Executive Director of a nonprofit and as an attorney advising nonprofits. As ED, you work closely with the PBPA Board of Directors. Can you remind us what the role is of a nonprofit board of directors? Yes, uh, a nonprofit board of directors has the ultimate responsibility for directing the affairs of the nonprofit. They can delegate responsibility for managing the day-to-day activities of the organization to staff, including the executive director, but they cannot delegate their fiduciary duties under Georgia law. Nonprofit board members have duties, including the duty of care, uh, and they um, cannot delegate those. So they retain their oversight responsibility, including for financial oversight. And does the role of the board change in the midst of a pandemic? No, the board still has the same legal duties, even in a crisis. Uh, If anything, the board's involvement becomes more important at a time like this. Uh, The board has responsibility to make sure that the nonprofit is sticking with its mission. Uh, Even if the activities of the organization pivot to respond to the crisis, you need to make sure uh, the activities are consistent with the nonprofit's um, mission. They also, as I said, maintain their oversight responsibility. That may be more difficult because of social distancing and because of all the distractions of a crisis, but that need um, for oversight continues. Okay, so then how can nonprofits have board meetings given social distancing? Well, always check your bylaws, but unless your bylaws say something different, uh, nonprofits in Georgia can have remote board meetings. Uh, The requirement under Georgia law is that all board members must be able to hear one another at the same time. That means you can have meetings by conference call or even by video meeting like Zoom. You just have to make sure the technology works in such a way that everyone can participate and hear each other at the same time. Uh, Our board has had to have two meetings since this all began. 
the first one, we were adopting a new emergency leave policy. And uh, we distributed the policy in advance, kind of explained the need for it, and asked for questions so that when we had the actual call, we knew it would be a quick call without a lot of discussion. So conference call was a good option for that, and our board chair did a good job of leading that, even with, you know, 18 people on the phone. Uh, but next month, we will have our regular meeting, which will have a lot more discussion. So that one we're going to do by video call, which I think will be easier to do um, when you have that many people having discussions. Uh, as far as board meetings go, you should also, again, I'll say this a lot, check your bylaws, um, because you still need to follow notice requirements. You need to make sure you have a quorum and keep minutes, just like you normally do with your meetings. Um, finally, if you're a nonprofit that is subject to the open meetings law, then there are special considerations. We recently put out an article on board governance during COVID-19, and uh, you should check those out for the requirements for open meetings at this time. And how can boards make the quick decisions necessary to react in a crisis? If you have an executive committee, uh, the board can delegate authority to the executive committee to address some of those emergency kind of issues that you're facing. Uh, again, check your bylaws <laughs> to see what is um, able to be delegated, but that's one option. Um, if you do have a situation where the whole board needs to act and you don't want to have a meeting, you uh, may be able to take a vote by email. Uh, your bylaws, again, will say um, may address this. If they don't address it, then you will need unanimous consent. That means that 100% of the board members must approve it for the action to be put into effect. Um, but your bylaws may allow for um, passage by email with just a majority. So check your bylaws. Um, whichever way you're required to do, you will need to keep um, the signatures of all board members approving that action and put it in your uh, minute book. This is something else we've had to do. We've been busy <laughs> since March. Um, we did have to adopt a change to our 403B plan and we did it uh, by email through unanimous written consent and just had to make sure that every board member approved and signed off on the resolution. So there's so much going on in the world right now though. Um, how can nonprofit EDs help board members stay engaged at a time when everyone's distracted? Well, this um, the question of board member engagement starts long before the crisis. And it starts with picking the right board members. You want to you want board members that are dedicated to your mission, really passionate about the organization and your work. Uh, it's important that when you bring them on, you educate them about their legal duties as nonprofit board members and the ex expectations you have of them when they first sign up. Um, and then you can just remind them along the way. Uh, when it comes to a crisis situation, it's true. Our board members are incredibly busy right now with work and family and other obligations. And so I think it's really important to keep board members informed about what's going on with the organization while also being respectful of their time. So I've sent some um, email updates, just sort of here's what's going on and address any questions that they had. 
Um, to the extent you need your board to take action, I think it's really important that you be clear with them about what you want them to do and then help them to do it. Um, again, they're distracted, so don't wait for them to come up with something to help you if you need something. I think it's good to be really clear um, in asking them. Finally, um, engage your board chair. This is a time when your board chair relationship between the executive director and the board chair is really important. That There's really good communication going back and forth because this is a time when the board chair um, can lead the board in supporting the executive director and the staff and the whole organization. And can you speak a bit about financial oversight? Um, what it might look like as financial resources are reduced or if there's an increased need for a nonprofit services. Yeah, I mentioned the um, legal duty of care that board members have that requires them to conduct financial oversight. I have a concern that nonprofit boards already don't do enough when it comes to financial oversight, even when they're not in the midst of a financial crisis. But again, this is really important at this time, even more than ever. So at all times, the board should be getting regular financial information you know, financial statements from the staff on a monthly or quarterly basis. And the board has a responsibility to review those statements, um, to get whatever information they need so they understand what's going on with the financial situation of the organization. They need to ask questions um, if anything seems off to them or they don't understand something to get to a point where they do understand. Um, just another advertisement here for another resource of ours. There's a webcast we did not too long ago on three habits of highly effective board members. And one of those habits that I mentioned is trust but verify. That's a really important um, thing the board can be doing uh, when it comes to financial oversight. Uh, so that's just generally when it comes to financial oversight, but here we are in a time of crisis Revenues are down at the same time that your expenses may be up and executive directors may be looking for ways to address financial challenges. So now more than ever, it's important for the, the board to be engaged in financial oversight. Um, the executive director should be keeping the board informed about financial issues with the organization, should seek the board's assistance in managing those challenges and when necessary, should go to the board for approval to take action. And um, what actions require board approval? Uh, for example, if a nonprofit is applying for new loans, how should the board be involved? Yeah, loans are a big issue right now for our clients. A lot of nonprofits have applied for the PPP and EIDL and it's been crazy because um, you've had to move so quickly in order to apply for those loans. But this is a situation where you need to check your bylaws and see if board approval is required before applying for loans, if it often is. Um, this is another area where you might be able to delegate that to the executive um, committee when making these quick decisions. So that may be an option for you. Uh, another thing the board may have to do is to adopt a new budget. 
as the impact um, of this crisis on your revenue and expenses become expenses becomes more clear, there's a good chance you're going to have to look at your budget again and revise it, and the board will need to adopt the revised budget. Uh, finally, I mentioned that our board adopted a new emergency leave policy. There may be policies that the organization needs to put in place at this time, and those, again, would require board approval. So what happens if an ED needs to go out on leave? Who steps in? Um, unfortunately, right now, it is a time when you're hearing about people getting sick, having to be out on leave. So it's um, a time to think about what happens if someone is out unexpectedly, um, whether because they're sick or they need to care for someone else. Um, so my board asked me to come up with an emergency succession plan of sorts, both, both for myself and for the whole staff that would address who would serve as backup if anyone has to go out. Uh, we managed to come up, as, as you know, Sarisha, we managed to come up with a draft of that plan in about a week, which was a little bit crazy, um, given everything else that was going on. But um, I must say, it gives me some assurance to know that we've already laid that out. So if, if you know, worst case scenario, someone is out unexpectedly, then we have an idea for how we're gonna manage that situation. Part of that planning I'll just um, mention was, was thinking about for those duties, which of those duties requires training, which of those duties require passwords that maybe only one person has access to, and making sure that the backup has what they need. Um, for my duties, the backups included the board chair, and the treasurer as well as um, staff members. So part of the process has been making sure the treasurer has uh, the ability to pay bills and make investment decisions and other things without me. Okay, and as organizations need to make workforce decisions, who should be making those calls? The board or the ED or both? So as we discussed at the beginning, the executive director manages the day-to-day -day affairs of the organization. That includes workforce decisions usually, and the board just has oversight over those decisions. Uh, but we are in the midst of a crisis. Um, decisions that organizations are making right now, I know from our clients, include layoffs and furloughs and um, you know, big impact kind of things. And all of these decisions carry risk for the organization. So I think it's a good time to keep the board informed. Um, the board can help make sure that the organization is doing, making these changes in a way that will help the organization survive and won't expose it to more risk in terms of future litigation and the like. Um, also, if your organization applied for a PPP loan or is accessing um, some of these programs that require you to keep maintain staff levels um, in order to get the loan PPP loan forgiven, for example, then it's good to get the board involved, get their assistance in guiding the executive director in these really challenging um, decisions right now to put the organization again in the best position possible. Okay, got it. So it sounds like the three big keys are oversight, 
communication and checking your bodies. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rachel, for having this conversation with us and talking to us about the role of a board of directors during COVID-19. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, just a reminder that if you have specific questions about this topic, please reach out to your attorney. Thank you for listening. Sorry about the dog. <laughs>